0: Chaotic, and I have a guest today, Cheryl Lee. So I know on your Facebook profile it has, I'm assuming, is that your middle name? or is your No, that's, name that's my married name. My name is Cheryl, name? yes, Cheryl okay. Ann Lee. Cause I was like, I wonder if I should introduce her as Cheryl Lee or how I should introduce her. So, okay. So tell us a little bit about you and about your business. I know we were chatting before um, we started recording that you do have your own brand of vodka, which as we chatted about that, I love vodka. Vodka is um, one of my drinks of choice and um, I love the bottle. It's gorgeous. First of all. Mm-hmm. And, and can you share with us kind of the story behind you know, the brand and, um, you know, how you got into the business of having, you know, having your own vodka brand. I mean, that's, that's, that's something that a lot of people dream about. Oh, I'd love to have my own, you know, you know, liquor label or wine label or whatever.
1: Yes. So, well, Rockabella is building. It's just not, uh, it's not just the vodka, but Rockabella started a few years ago. I was thinking about, um, you know, I always created, um, drinks for family, um, and get togethers and stuff. And, um, you know, I was just so busy, you know, taking care of my husband's legacy and, and, you know, raising my children and my grandson and stuff. Um, and about a year ago, it'll be, yeah, February 26th was my launch party. And in, um, after the Christmas drive that, um, we had brought over, you know, 8,000 children, I get physically exhausted in, you know, January. And my son was like, mom, you need to really do something for yourself. So I was thinking about what I can do and, and to do something that I loved, and it was creating. So I started, you know, creating teas and, and non-alcoholic products and alcoholic. And uh, Rockabella Coconut Mango Pineapple came came in, um, and this is dedicated to my husband, Captain Mark Lee from the Jersey Fire Department, and Captain James Woods from the Jersey Fire Department, who passed away in 2014. And proceeds to this bottle uh, go to foreign first responder, widows and children, uh, military, police offices, even the janitors now with the pandemic, they are essential. So I have other products um, that are out there that are going to be out there. I have a vodka. I have a uh, two flavored um, whiskey bourbon. I have seltzers, non-alcoholic seltzers, and regular seltzers. And we have other products in the work. So Rockabella is is. Um, growing but it it has a purpose and a mission and every product that I create is to give back so my regular vodka and my coconut mango pineapple is dedicated to our heroes Um, my bourbon whiskey is named jacks and that is dedicated to animals and building a safe haven for animals and then I have my seltzer. so I'm creating um, wh- where each product will be will be going. In what direction would that. a hand-
0: That's great, Thank and you. I know right now you shared that you're out of the country, and um, yes. you're you're very involved in a lot of you know nonprofit, a lot of giving back. Um, and I love that you do that because there's, there's so, I mean, having a brand is wonderful and having a business is wonderful, but really attaching that to a bigger purpose, I think right. is fabulous. And that was one of the things that kind of really connected me. Um, when I heard, you know, about your brand just during IndiePods, it really connected me to that because I, I very much believe in that giving back spirit. And so what are you doing right now out of the country? Well,
1: I am expanding Rocabella. International, Rockabella Gives International. I also, um, I have Platinum Management Music International. So I work with music artists. It's bringing, it's unity. It's bringing um, music artists together from around the world. And Rockabella Gives is also about unity. And it's about building a better tomorrow. So, and Rockabella brand is expanding in the different, um, like with fashion and stuff, international. That's great. And, and, yeah. So uh I went to a village and I we fed a whole village of you know elderly and children. Um I have been having so many meetings, so many interviews, TV, videos, radio. Um, and I've been traveling around and meeting families and children and you know, talking about programs that it were going to be building. I also went to the fire department and mm-hmm. Rockabella Gives is also going to be upgrading the fire system here, and um, you know, hopefully, the police system. But also give um, provide bunker gear for the firefighters for safety and also fire training. So I'll be working on that project too.
0: That's amazing.
1: So I'm all over the place.
0: <laughs> so in, in you mentioned that a lot of that was very much inspired by your husband. Can you can yes. you share, for people that don't really know that story, um, can you share who he was and why that was something that you felt the need to be able to honor his memory in such a way? Yes. So, um, you know, my husband was
1: um, a Jersey Fire Captain uh, for 30 years, and um, he passed away. He was over at 9-11, and he passed away um, in May of um, 2014 uh, due to 9-11-related illness. And that and in August, that was his last Christmas drive. And he had, he had 2,300 children that he was, you know, providing for with the help of the firefighters and corporations. And my son is a Jersey firefighter now. And my husband asked my son and I, if if there was one thing that he wanted us to do was to continue his legacy with the Christmas drive. And to him, it, no child should be ever left without having a present underneath their Christmas tree. But my husband was beyond and doing other things, too. He was very, very heavily involved with the special needs, with cancer children, um, in the poor sections, helping, you know, any child that he can help and young, you know, adults. Um, Also, when my husband had passed, he had donated 100 pieces of his skin to the St. Barnabas Burn Unit and his coroner to a little girl. I had a lot of shoes to fill. And even though I was helping him and my son was helping him, my whole family was was helping him. His, you know, um, and the fire department and the community. But I knew there was gonna be a hole left and we needed to fulfill that hole. And I needed to come up with ways to continue everything going, but also expand it. Now, you know, me, they'll tell you, if I'm gonna do something, I might as well do it big. Find a way to do it and drive my son crazy. Um, and everything was going well and we brought it up to 4000 then we went up to 4800 but we got it started to get grow more in the, the special needs children and cancer kids and the less fortunate families so my son took on a big role with the boys and girls club individual families that he had met and it just started to grow as that started to grow my heart got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because I started, it's not that I just dropped the Christmas presents off. These families become our family. They become a part of us and it brought our community together and people that we didn't even know they were coming and rapping with us. We have a rapping party. Then we were giving the humanitation award away. Then we were having a cancer walk and just so many great things were coming out of it. And I knew that if I was going to create a brand it's not about the money. It's not about becoming rich. It's about building an empire. But if you're going to, to build that empire, you need to give back. You don't keep taking. And if you're gonna do something, you do it with a hands-on approach. Absolutely. Even though you're tired, you gotta just keep going. Cause that's the only way that it's gonna get done. And you build a team. And I have a, a, an excellent team at home where everyone helps me. I wouldn't be here if I didn't have the team that I have back home. And, they, and they're and building a team here. So everyone is coming together. So it's, it's unity. It's America, it's Africa, and wherever it takes us. But it's one region at a time. So you start at home. And at home, um, I have some really great pro- um, projects going, which I'm going to be getting them on the ground. The pandemic had slowed us down. So I said, you know what? Let me fly here. Meet everyone, get everything going, and then we'll take it one day at a time, one step at a time
0: absolutely, and I think the pandemic has you know slowed a lot of things down, so I'm sure a lot of listeners can really you know understand that wholeheartedly. I love what you said that you know building an empire, leaving that legacy, you know using your husband's memory in such a way that is making it bigger than even than he was, like you said, you had big shoes to fill, but you're, you're expanding upon that. And so his memory just grows. And along with his memory, you know, the outreach of who you're able to help and who is able to be touched by him starting just something that was so simple to do, you know, Christmas presents for kids in your area, you know, has now turned into something that is now global. And I think that goes to show you that, You know, there are a lot of people who have unfortunately experienced loss and, you know, loss can be very crippling. And, you know, I've had my own experiences with loss. You know, loss can be very crippling. It can be something that you don't know how you're going to put one foot in front of the other, you know, but I think sometimes taking that, that passion that's behind the loss because it is a passion. Yes, it um, is Putting that focus on something in in a creative way, I think, can actually not only help you give back, but help you heal. Did you find that it really helped you heal from losing your husband? Um, you never heal. You just
1: learn to to live, and um, you learn to keep the memory alive, and you keep to you keep the happiness in, in your heart. But when it came to building and creating. And seeing where I want to go in the next phase of my life. Because my son is building the legacy of my husband with the Christmas drive. I'm in the back now. And I love that because my son has taken it now to a different level. Due to the the pandemic. He made sure that these kids got their presence. As I was building to make sure that I'm building to make sure that that children and, and young women Uh, empowering them that, and that in a different direction. So in healing, no, it fired me up. It gave me humongous energy to, to go forward to know that he's shining down on me and not just him. My dad, my dad was a big powerhouse and, you know, I always took care of my dad and I learned from the energy of, of that and then Mark's energy and my children's energy of my children backing me up and pushing me and telling me it's okay to go forward. Then you have your friends that are there for you. And unfortunately, you lose friends and gain friends on the way to wherever you're going. And that's the life journey of my podcast. Um, I just feel like a sense of peace because I know that I'm, I'm, I'm on the right path. And I know I'm going to make a difference if, if it's one person, two person. And I hope that people follow me and they, they pay it forward because that's what Rockefeller is about, paying it forward. So as, as long as I have one person pay it forward and is behind me or on the side of me or working with me, it, it's amazing. So Absolutely. that's what empowers me.
0: I love that. And, and I like what you said, um, about, you know, during life's journey, you know, you gain friends and you lose friends. And I think, I think when that first starts to happen, I think it can be, a little hard to adjust to, you know, you, you go through school with your friends and then you become adults and you get kind of get into your, you know, adult life and, you know, your first set of friends start to trickle away or that's how it was for me and a lot of other people I know. And then when you start your business or you have this other focus, that's not, you know, what your friends are doing, the normal thing, you know, for people to do, you lose a lot more friends because, you know, it's hard for people around you a lot of times to feel, The passion in your vision and the why behind what you're doing. And sometimes that can cause a lot of conflict and it can cause a lot of, you know, misunderstandings and all of the above. And I think that is something that a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners have all experienced. And, you know, I'm in a lot of women's um, Facebook groups because I'm a female, you know, business owner. And I know it's a common theme I see all the time. What do you do when none of your friends and your family support? Support you in your business? Or, you know, what do you do when your spouse doesn't support you in your business? And these are all common themes because, and I can read it now and realize where they're at in their journey. You know, I can literally look at it and be like, oh, I know exactly where you're at in your journey. Cause I remember when I had those same questions where why are people not understanding, you know, and I'm like you, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I own multiple businesses. And One of the businesses that was one of my first businesses was a boutique. And I remember I had it all planned out already, had this grand opening planned and I had people come, but none of my family came. None of my close friends came. And I remember it just, it was like a punch in the stomach. You know, I was so hurt by the fact that they didn't show up to that. And it wasn't until a long time later that I realized something that I think is important for a lot of people to know. And it's much to what you were saying is that's part of the journey. Your, your family members and your friends, if they don't understand where you 're at in your journey if they haven't kind of been there or, or was close to somebody that 's been there, if they can 't connect with it, you know they 're not going to understand it, and you may lose friends along the way and I think that it, that's an important important part of the journey and I think that being able to you know share that as you did with with our listeners I think is is amazing um, I do have a question so when when you decided to you know jump out and go even farther than you know, your husband had gone. Did you have hesitations? Did you have any question? Did you question yourself or did you, or you just like, no, I got this?
1: <laughs> I, You know, it's funny because when I first, when, when I first started doing this, I said, all right, I'm going to have the vodka and I'm going to dedicate it to, you know, firefighters and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, love to live outside the box. I'm, I'm very adventurous. And if someone tells me that I can't do something, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to do it twice and they're going to have to take a picture. I do not listen. I, I take it. I soak it in. But you want to know something? If I listen to all the negative being in a man's world right now, us women being in a man's world, um, you know, what you're up against, you know, the liquor business, it's saturated. It's this, that. Well, th- you're not me, you know, and I know what I have. I know what I could do. I know what, what I can create. I can sit in a boardroom. I can play in the dirt during the day, dress to the nines at night. Jennifer Lopez, you know, Celine Dion, you know, put me in the boardroom. When I have a passion and I believe in something and my mission, and I know that what I'm doing and putting my foot forward is going to benefit someone else, a child or or family in need or whatever, it, 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 it empowers me. It makes me more because I'm speaking from my soul. I'm telling you. And I'm and I and I'm just not talking. I just don't do the talk. I do the walk with my hands.
0: Absolutely. You know?
1: So I'm a hands-on approach person. Anyone that is gonna work in my corporation as I'm building it, okay, they have to be able to be involved in, in community service because it's not just about the money, you know, what's going on with this pandemic right now. Um, the hungry people, people who are out of work, the gas and electric bills th- being thrown out, central park, whatever. Where are all these big corporate people that are making all this money to help these people? Where are they? You know, you know they're, they're raising their prices and people you, you have to pay because you need it. You know, I'm not criticizing any of them, but put your hand in your pocket and start giving to the middle class and the poor people, because right now everybody's poor, everybody's poor. And you know that if you're going to be in the game to be in a business and and you want to have respect and you want to be there and be there for the people, give to the people. Absolutely.
0: So it's and, called and being I, what you. Want. Yeah. And I think what you said with, Having that burning passion within you, that's the key to be able to succeed at anything. And not only, you know, succeed in, you know, growing a brand and growing a business, those things are great. But I 100% agree with you. Without giving back and without paying it forward, it's all pointless. You know, you have to. It It is. I mean, that's what it's about. It's about sharing, it's about giving back, it's about, you know, taking what you have and, sharing it with others
1: because you grow that way you grow that way and you build that way you know and and also you have to surround yourself with a really good team my circle is very very small I have a very very good team and we're going to stay small and build and grow but also provide jobs where you know where we go but right now we're in the building process of developing and where we're going to go and me I, I you know I, I just, I, I take the leap, you know, I'm on a mission and I can't, I cannot let um, the pandemic or people's negativity or whatever, slow me down. It's either get get on the train with me or move over to the side. Cause I'll run you over. That's just the way it goes. Really? You know how it is. You, it, I'm, it, it, I'm, I'm be, be my equal. I'll be your equal. Let's let's work together, you know? That's what it's about. I'm just a normal girl from Jersey City that, you know, has a set of knockers, that, you know, is fearless and adventurous because that's how I grew up. That's how I was. I've taken care of my dad. I had a passion for my dad. My dad was a, you know, had a very powerful man, but he had multiple brain strokes. He was blind. He couldn't take care of himself. For 11 years, I fought for him. That empowered me because my husband was there taking care of my children, helping and empowering me. My mom... Has mental illness. She has bipolar disorder. Everybody left her. She no one understood it. I stood by her side. I still stand by her side. But she empowered me and she and and lifted me because I know how she was as a mom. Mark was a he just was a heart of gold, you know. And I and I learned from him. And I and I and I watched him. And I had so much respect for him. And also the life that I had with him. And it was just, everything just, just came inside me. I I, I can't explain it. It just, I, I just know that what I'm doing is I'm, I'm doing right. I'm, you know, for me and for others.
0: And I think that, I mean, I think that goes back to what you were saying about having passion. You've you know, you've got that passion burning within you. And, you know, if you have the passion, that is literally the cornerstone of everything you're going to do. And I, cause I watch people in the business world flounder around and I think it's because they don't have that, they don't have that passion. They don't have that purpose. They don't have that why. And if you have your passion and your purpose and your why established, yeah, it's not that everything's going to be easy all the time. You know, there's always going to be hurdles that you have to overcome but you can take them head on because the passion's driving you. It's in the driver's seat and you're just kind of there for the ride. Oh, absolutely. And you know,
1: no one's perfect. If you yeah. fail, you, you, you get back up, you, you dust off your knees, you put your boots back on, strap yourself up and you keep going. Everyone, you know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it, the journey is not easy, but, and also you have to love what you're doing. If you don't love what you're doing, And it's sucking your energy out of you, you know, and it's, and it's tired. It's making you miserable. Think it out of it. But if you love, and you know that if you do what you love, you're going to make it grow. You're going to give it love. You're going to water it. You're going to give it love. And it's going to bloom into a beautiful flower, butterfly, whatever you imagine it to be. Mine's the sky. I love rainbows, diamonds, and, you know, and that's why Rocabella has the diamond, you know? So you, and I, I, yeah, I my, I would drive my son crazy because he's like, oh, my God, Ma, here you go. Do this, do that,
0: do that. But you, you want to know something? I know there's people behind me. Just talking about, you know, purpose and talking about la- allowing that to propel you, the passion to propel you, I think that's an important topic for, you know, entrepreneur, entrepreneurs and small business owners, especially female entrepreneurs, because you mentioned earlier in the conversation that, you know, it's very much a man's world and it is in a lot of ways. It is in, especially in specific industries. I, you know, I was in the marketing industry and it's starting to become a lot more female driven, but, you know, I was working primarily with, with men and there, I'm not, you know, saying anything against the fellas, but, You know, a lot of times I always joked around, well, they're not going to listen to me because they just treat me like a dumb girl, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because it was like, we have this conversation over there and I'm like standing over here and, you know, it's just, it it was just the way that it was kind of expected. And I'd say that, you know, it's pretty much the same in the world of, you know, liquor and, you know, all of that. Cause I'd say it's primarily male driven and, you know, Mm -hmm. in that industry and, you know, it can be a challenge.
1: Yeah, especially um, when you're a a strong-willed woman, when you, you know, um, men don't like that, you know. They want you to, to, you know, just to listen and, you know, and then when you have an opinion, sometimes it depends, you know, you you see, you know, your CEO of your company, you know, he doesn't want to listen to a woman. You know, I worked for uh, orthopedic surgeon for 15 years. And he used to always like dictate to me. And one day I said to him, if I'm going to sit here and work with you, we have to work together. We have to walk together. You don't walk in front of me. I don't walk in front of you. We walk side by side to, you know, get what we need to get done to grow your business and to, you know, for your surgeries and stuff. And so it worked out. But, you know, sometimes, you know, they they don't want to hear it. You know, they don't want to take advice from a woman. <laughs>
0: It's hard. It no, it is. I mean, I think that stereotype is there and, you know, it's a stereotype for a reason. And, you know, me and my husband have even gotten into conversations about it because, you know, obviously he's a man. He's never had to experience things from my level and he doesn't see it. You know, he, you know, he'll say, well, things are equal now. They didn't used to be, but they're they're equal now. And I'm like, no, they're not equal now. They're better now right. than they were. I'm not saying right. they're not. They're definitely better, but they're yes. not you know, and, you know, there's a there's a million things that, you know, I've million examples I've heard from other women on how not equal it is. It's, you know, you're not completely looked at as a peer by all men. I mean, I'm not saying there's some men that do treat you very much like a like a peer, like an equal. All men right. do not, you know, treat you like an equal. And, you know, for me, you know, I am a mother of multiple children. I have seven children. One of them is autistic. And, you know, that was almost um, a little bit more of a, you know, a a stigma against me because it was not only am I a woman, but I'm a woman, a woman that has all these kids. So I, you know, I don't have time to, you know, do this or do that. And so I wasn't brought into those conversations when I worked for somebody else. And I think, you know, that was one of the things that empowered me, you know, to go out on my own that, and just being able to have the freedom. If my autistic son was having a bad day that I could say, I'm not working today. He needs me. This is, you know, the priority today, you know, and I think it's, Important to talk about these things because, you know, there still are stereotypes that exist and there's stereotypes against men too. I'm not just male bashing here. There's lots of stereotypes against men too. But, you know, today we're just discussing the ones against women because, you know, as, you know, I'm a very independent, strong willed woman too. And I know from, you know, I own a business consulting company, it's primarily a male driven world. I'm primarily having to deal with, you know, men all the time. You know, and I think that you know, as a woman, you have to kind of come into your own power and your own voice on that because, you know, and, and get used to the fact that sometimes the fact that you are strong-willed will actually be a negative because, you know, they do very much want the, you know, oh yes, I could totally do that. Or yes, sir. Or, you know, type a lot of times and having somebody that will take something that's said, if it's wrong and throw it back at them and say, no, we are not doing it like this. This is the way that it's going to go. A lot of times they don't know how to take that.
1: Right, right. And, you know, it, it, it's, um, we, you know, they have to show us respect, you know. And, you know, we have to show each other, you know, respect. That's where it starts, you know, and trust.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, you know, um, I, I trust and, you know, I, I have great respect for my CEO, you know, and she's a man. Yeah. And, um, you know, we work together. And you know, and you know, the women in, in building, a, you know, a women's business, and we laugh. We call him Charlie. And yeah. you know, it's uh, I I surround myself with men because I I um, I've always I grew up with them and stuff, and I, and and women. I love you know working with women. So to me, it, it's a it's a mixture. To me, it's more of you know personality and uh, respect and trust. And who's going to be there with you from the beginning to the end, you know, coming in when, you know, you're already up there and, you know, they want to drive on you, you know, be on your uh, gravy train or stuff. You know, it's like, sorry, where were you when I was down below? Now, all of a sudden I'm climbing up the ladder and you, you want to come work with me. But where were you when I needed you? You know, so regardless, you know, man or woman, where were you in the beginning? You know, you were there criticizing me and telling me, oh, you can't do this, or, you know, it's saturated, or the, the world of men. But I didn't want to hear that. Yeah, you know, you want to give me criticism, you want to tell me or, you know, guide me and give me some direction, yes. But to hold me back and, you know, not walk with me, I, I, I don't want that. I don't Absolutely. need that.
0: No, I think it's important to share those things because, you know, I hear, I hear, I, I speak with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, both male and female. And I know that's been a lot of the things that I hear from, from the females is that they still feel, you know, very much behind. They feel very much not understood. And I have met some fabulously amazing, you know, male leaders in the business world. And I think that a lot of them do a very, very good job. At, you know, being able to really have that discussion and and create and develop those relationships with their female counterparts. And I think that's so important, you know, to point out, you know, and not to kind of lump everybody into the same, you know, group of, you know, there are some men that do not do that. Yeah, there are some men that do not do that. And I think it's important to... Power the women and to hear, you know, two female, you know, a business owner here that's saying, you know, if you're a female entrepreneur or a small business owner and you're, you know, you do feel kind of lost in a man's world, quote unquote, you know, I think it's important to know that you are entitled to have your voice and you're entitled to stand up for what you believe in. I think that is so important to say because, you know, for so long, a lot of women have felt voiceless.
1: Yes. Yes. And you know what and and it's okay for for a woman, you know, you ask for help, you know, for guidance. Um you you can't be afraid, you know, to do that. When I when I was doing this, I I I was doing it um, you know, my own money, you know, everything putting everything that I had in into this. And um you know, I just said, "Okay, Cheryl, you, you know, you're going to go for broke, but do you believe in in yourself enough to earn that back?" And stuff. And yes, I do, you know, but also I'm not afraid to ask for help, you know, and guidance. And, and if a, you know, a, a, a woman of, you know, great power and influence and everything would guide and help me, I, I would take that. I would thank, you know, thank them and appreciate the guidance and be grateful. Uh, you know, a, a man, you know, he comes in, a corporation wants to help and guide me. I appreciate that, you know, so it, it's, you know, to me, uh, you know, I'd love to love advice. Good advice. You know, just don't I, I don't like someone that comes in and promises you something and then you don't get anything. It's just like, OK, you know, I'm going to do this, this, this and this. and This is going to happen. I, time waits for no one. So it's either going to be done right there or don't do it at all. You know, because the, the longer that you sit back and wait, the longer it's going to take for you to accomplish your goal. Absolutely. You know, so when you do something you have to, you know, do it. Make sure that, you know, everything is the the path and everything is set the right way and, you know, get your bearings and and just keep moving forward and stuff, you know, but don't don't wait because time waits for no one and you know that. It's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. You know. So
0: if 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 somebody's listening today that is very interested in getting involved more in giving back. I know a lot of entrepreneurs, and I know a few of us that also give back, but I don't know, you know, a lot of them that do. But I think it is something that, again, like we just said earlier, there's something to be said for, you know, earning something, and not only earning something, that you've created this thing, literally breathed it into life, and you're being able to earn money from it. But then taking that money and using that money to give back, there's something... That is so much more empowering about that that I think everybody should experience on whatever level they're able to do, but if somebody's listening and they're really interested in how to start that process, that giving back process, you know what's some steps that you would tell them, like what's some you know one, two, three, or whatever number of steps that they could take to start their own giving back well
1: right, so it it, it could take a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Fifty cents, a dollar. It, it helps. It adds up. The more people yeah. that you have giving you that dollar, that fifty cents, that five dollars, adds up. It doesn't have to be a large sum of money. It's getting a lot of people involved because the more people that you have involved, the faster that you can that you can accomplish your goal. So yes, if you know um, every penny that from Rockabella gives is giving back. I'm not making anything off, off of Rockabella gives. It's to, it's to build and to give back. I have great unique ideas that I know that are possible to, to build and to have to better, to make a better tomorrow. But it starts with, you know, events, uh, people reaching out, people donating, people getting involved. Like I'm going to be collecting clothes, you know, for the children in Africa and in America. And, um, you know, every, you know, a little bit of clothes helps. They don't have to be new. They could be used because here in Africa and around the world, they appreciate a pair of shoes, you know, as long as they don't have holes in them, to be honest, but they appreciate a pair of shoes. They appreciate an, an outfit that they can wear. They don't have to wear the same clothes every day because the children that I've seen, the, they wear those clothes every day. They're hand-washed in dirty water, and those clothes are put back on them. And a lot of them don't even have clean underwear, you know, and it's not it, – it's all over. So if anyone in, in Ohio, New Jersey, New York, uh, anywhere, the U.K., any anywhere in the world, Tennessee, Kentucky, wherever it's needed, North Carolina, wherever – if you have someone that has extra clothes, just knock on the door of a family that needs them and just give them to them. They appreciate now is the time. Now it, it, unity. Like, you know, back home I have, you know, I don't know if you know, it's called Friends Supporting Friends with the Wise Guy Show and, and you know, Lenny from Yonkers and stuff. And it's it's Friends Supporting Friends. And they, they're giving back to the community. If someone passes away, they're raising money for the family. Uh, food on the table. Like I you know Rockabella gives you know we gave uh, food you know breakfast lunch and dinner to nursing homes to hospitals throughout the pandemic we gave masks and gloves to the elderly you know um you know hand sanitizer there's so much that you can do and and it doesn't cost hardly any money if you're you know, it may sound silly, even going out and you're getting yourself toilet paper. You know what it was like getting toilet paper during the pandemic. I mean, it's crazy. And the paper towels are what fourteen ninety nine for you know two to three rolls.
0: Yeah. If you're
1: at the store and and just go to your neighbor and say, you know what, do, do you need something? That's all it takes. And the more people that do that and pay it forward, you'd be surprised how it helps. It really does. And I, I mean, like the word that you know, people yeah it is like when we do our Christmas drive, people come from California. My son this year had so many donations, and he was so we were out there in the cold, and we made sure that these kids you know got their their presents and the families got their food cards and so many people gave all the way from California the shipments that were sent to him was unbelievable we don't even we don't even know these people. You know, and, but the community came together, you know, and, and that was big. And when you see those kids, their eyes light up and they're like, wow, I get to pick a present. Yeah, you do. You get to pick a present. You can come back tomorrow too. It's just not one day, you know, and even with food, like, you know, I'm at the store and if people don't have enough change, I help them pay, you know, pay so they don't have to put their food back. That's embarrassing you know and and what it's a, it's a couple dollars that's all i mean not everybody has it so the people that don't have it reach out and we'll try to help you you know cuz yes. and it will go to them it will you
0: know they someone needs food it's important so if somebody wanted to be involved with rockabella gives on some level where would they reach out to be able to contact you to be able to find out more about all the programs you have and how they can get involved?
1: Well, they can get involved at rockabellagives.org. And they can also, um, they can go to Gives on, um, Facebook. They can contact me, um, send me a message, uh, at Cheryl Kelly Lee on Facebook. They can go to rockabellabrands.com and we're at Brands on Instagram and they can send messages they you know and they can uh on messenger and stuff and everything and i would be glad to speak with them i'm i'm looking you know i'm looking for people to to get involved and 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 build rockabella gives so we can go and we can provide you know for people to give back you know and and that's what it's about and even with every my brand is about giving you know Absolutely. so Everything that I create i 'm creating out of love with a mission and a passion
0: and that 's the only way to do it
1: that 's the only that's the, only, the the only way to do it and and i 'll tell you something it, it i I met a little boy real quick i 'll tell you a story in africa and, and, and i 've met a lot of kids um, we We did a couple of hundred families, the elderly first, then we went to the the young moms, the pregnant moms and the children, and then the young younger um adult, young adults. Um, there was a little boy, his mom came, he, he was in, she was in a wheelchair and uh, he had the saddest, saddest, saddest face on. Now you got to see I'm around a hundred and something children. And this little boy come walking. He just caught my attention, my eye. And he, and he had the most saddest eyes that I've, I've ever seen. And I went over to him and he didn't talk. And I, I said to his mom, oh, you know, how old is he? And he put his fingers up and he's two. Well, he lost his dad about a year ago when he was a year old. And he has never smiled since. Aww. And all he does is cry. And I could tell that he was crying because he had dried up tears on his, on his eyes. So Nazaro, who is my partner here in, in, um, in Africa and uh, what Rockabella gives and helping me with Rockabella Brands, I said to him, look at this little boy over there. And he went over to him and he, Nazara had a huge smile on his face and he started playing around with him. And the little boy gave him just a little bit of a a sparkle in his eye and a little bit of a smile. So what he did was he picked him up and he hugged him and, but he threw him up in the air and the kid laughed. It wasn't a long laugh. It was a very, very short laugh. But it was, it was a happiness and he just, Nazareth took the boy and he brought him away and he spent some time with him. And the little boy was hugging him. Now, that boy needs a mentor. He needs a mentor. He needs someone to come into his life and to bring, bring happiness into his eyes. You know? And, um, it's still with me. And I see that little boy. And, it, and, you know, we have that all over the world and we have that at home too, but it's easy for me to do it at home. You know, I could just go and knock on the door and, you know, I'm home and they need something, you know, we provide for them here. It's different. You know, they need people to, to come in and, and, and do it. Everybody talks about it, but they, they don't go to the villages where it's really, really needed, very needed. And I've seen, you know, for water to, to clean themselves in water and drink out of that and boil it. It's, you know, but to, to lose your parent and just your, the son is taken out of your heart and your eyes being at such a young age. And the mom's in a wheelchair to top it off. So I don't know the story, but and she's taking care of him the best that she can. And the rice and oil, you know, was very appreciated, you know. But well, as I, he was leaving, was, the sadness came back.
0: I know. that's also, I think it goes to show, though, that, you know, it doesn't always take a lot. Just the idea of your friend caring enough to go over and try to make a difference. I'm sure that made a warm spot in his heart, at least for that moment. And it didn't solve all his problems. It didn't solve all the mother's problems. No. And and I think that's no. important to note because I think there's a lot of people that want to do good, but it I think they think they don't make a difference. Well, what can I do? You know, I, you know, I'm not rich. I, you know, I'm not this, I'm not that, you know, I can't even make a difference, but anything makes a difference. Anything, just a smile to somebody who's having a bad day can make a difference. You know, stopping to a homeless person on the street and giving them some change and just listening and saying that you care for a moment, you know, makes a difference. You know, going up to the with the sad eyes and, making him feel happy just for a moment makes a difference. And I think that's the key. It doesn't have to be these big grand things all the time. It's great when it can be, but it doesn't always have to be. It can be little things. And like the butterfly effect, it starts to make a difference. And I think you used the word unity earlier, and I love that term just because that's what it takes. There's so many negative things that go on in this world that I just honestly don't even want to deal with all the time, and I don't deal with. Me neither. I love the positivity. I want to hear more of the positivity. I want to hear more stories of unity, and most people are tired of the negativity let 's stop listening to it and let's start making unity
1: exactly and you know what and it, like you say, it just takes the one person to step forward and it, and it doesn't require much and As far as mentoring and stuff, I told these children I will be back because I will be back but to to build a mentoring program. For for them, uh, You know, I work with, you know, I'm partners with Compel America. There's anti-bullying. We're trying to, you know, uh, doing a campaign to, to bring that to awareness. There's a lot. You know, back home, you know, with the special needs, um, I started working with the special needs children, over 300 of children. We went to 3,000 throughout the school system. And um, we do the Christmas Spectacular for them, just for them to to have the carnival and the circus and painting and gifts. It it was amazing. Um, With that program, I am in America, in New Jersey. I'm going to uh, be building a salon specializing just for special needs children and children with cancer. So it's dedicated to them. They're pampered and they're taken care of. But there's a lot of programs that need to be for special needs, the special Olympics that, you know, after, uh, after school programs, um, helping out the parents, volunteering your time, you know, people don't realize, you know, and that's like having, you know, you have twins and triplets and you have everybody come in and help you in the beginning, but then they just, they dip- 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 dissipate and they, they disappear on you and you're, you know, you're still there. So it needs to continue and, It's, you know, one person follows the other. So that's how, you know, it starts, you know, by building, you know, you, you, you build the foundation, you build the structure, um, you have your team, um, and then you, you execute it. And then when you execute it and you still stay involved, you just don't do it and then leave You, you. Yes. You continue going on, you expand it, but you always have to go back to the first stage, and that's where, even with my product, everyone that buys Rockabella, um, the retailers know me. I call them up. I thank them. I appreciate them. I go and I visit with them. Consumers know me. And when I first called them up, they'd be like, who's this? And I'd say, Cheryl from Rocabella." They never had that before. They never got that from the other liquor companies because they have their salespeople that come in. I want to know everyone that's selling my product. I want to know my consumers. I want to know all the families and the children that I help, my employees. I want, I, and I want to help so many people in so many different directions. And I know it's gonna, it won't take a lifetime if I can get the proper people to help me. And then when I leave, I have someone carry on my legacy. But I need to start it now. 2021, it needs to be started because the longer I wait, it starts to fade. And I can't have that happen. No, i won't I refuse to let that happen
0: I, I love that, and I love that you're very much about driving the relationship because I think that's such an important aspect of it and if anybody listening wants to learn more about Rockabella brands and dot org, there will be some sh- um, links in the show notes that you can click through. And make sure that you like and subscribe and follow to Successfully Chaotic to stay up to date with all of the successfully chaos that goes on in the world. So, all right. Until later, Maria Daniels and Thank Cheryl you. Lee from Rockabella. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I know you have
0: questions
1: I don't